G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. Well, we always like to check in with Family Voice Australia. Greg Bondar is Family Voice Australia State Director for New South Wales and the ACT. Greg, a special welcome back to 2020. Oh, thank you, Neil. Delighted to be here. <laughs> and Greg, uh, you're in New South Wales. You've already celebrated or commemorated uh, Remembrance Day in your neck of the woods. It is an important day for all Australians to pause and remember those who've fallen in war. Yeah, absolutely. My brother was a Vietnam vet. I got called up myself but never served. Um, so very important and uh, I'm hoping everyone will remember that. Just for one minute, just a bit of silence. Okay. Hey, you've been across a bunch of issues uh, this week, Greg, and uh, let's just touch on one that's coming to some real focus, Zoe's Law, and uh, could be a reality in New South Wales, a reform that better recognises the loss of an unborn child due to criminal acts. What's happening with Zoe's Law in New South Wales? Yeah, thank you, Neil. Look, um, yesterday I was pleased the Attorney-General, Mark Speakman, released uh, the latest proposal that will go to go to government, and it will be a step towards having 100% Zoe's Law recognised, becoming a reality. We're not quite there, but wow, this is such a good thing for New South Wales. But in particular, in particular, Neil, it's a great thing for the unborn child because what the new legislation <coughs> called the Crimes Legislation Amendment Loss of Fetus Bill 2021 says that it will now recognise the unborn child in two ways. Now, one, there will be a standalone offence of causing the loss of a fetus, maximum penalty up to 28 years imprisonment uh, for things like dangerous driving or bodily harm. And the second clause, which is very good coming into this act or proposal, is causing the loss of a fetus, death or pregnant woman. So in other words, what's happening here, Neil, is that if the fetus is lost and the pregnant uh, mother is killed, uh, then, due to a third-party criminal act, there will be penalties again. So, you know, and, and this is very important, whether it's murder, manslaughter, dangerous driving or whatever. So this is a real step forward to recognising what we Christians would say, life begins at conception now. Wonderful thoughts in all of that. And if this goes through in New South Wales, uh, there's some recognition there uh, for the heartbreak that's been suffered by families, Greg. I wonder if you've got any reflection on uh, some of the reasons why Zoe's law is necessary because uh, families are heartbroken when there is a criminal act and it takes away uh, a child from their family line. Yeah, absolutely, Neil. Look, you remember the incident that happened with the um, original Zoe's Law. The family there, the mother was pregnant. She lost her child due to a, a, a person that was driving a car, causing death, of course. Um, then you remember earlier this year, we had Mother's Day. I had Layla Abdullah, whose children were killed. Now, again, it's not <clears throat> not a fetus or a preborn, but it was children killed in any event. So these these 
issues and, and, and tragedies really, really affect families. And um, what I'm saying here is that this is a great win for all the families that want to make sure that their child is recognised because one of the things, now that you have to appreciate with this is that there's a special provision in this proposal act and that is, now this is wonderful really, that the name of an unborn child lost as a result of a criminal offence will be included in the formal wording of charges against the accused. So in other words, they are now recognising. So if there was an unborn child and you've, and you've pre-named that child, that child's name will be recognised in the wording when the charges are being laid. Now, So this is a wonderful thing in many ways, because really you and I as Christians know that life does begin at conception now. Greg, any thoughts on, uh, or is there any insight into timing for this bill yeah. when it might be tabled? Yes, look, it's going. It was tabled yesterday in terms of the, the proposal, the the intended legislation. The problem we've got here is that the um, pro-abortion people are saying, "Oh, this is going to, you know, do away with the abortion law reform act of 2019." Well, it's not. The Mark, Mark, Mark the Attorney General Mark Beekman made it clear made it clear that these reforms are not intended to displace the centuries-old born-alive rule and what have you. What it is going to do is it's going to make sure that penalties are higher and that the unborn child is going to be recognised in instances where the mother loses that particular child, Neil. So really, it's not going to affect the Abortion Law Reform Act 2019, unfortunately. Uh, so those that are pro-abortion don't, do not need to worry about this proposed legislation, which will be starting debate very shortly. Well, we'll look forward to hearing some more about that because it does reinforce that life begins at conception and uh, the baby has a name. Wonderful things uh, in that. And uh, I know that some listeners might be able to hear a bit of, uh, uh, you know, electric uh, uh, tools happening in the background there. You've got a bit of renovation going on, Greg, so we won't let that worry us too much. Hey, let's move on to another issue. Um, the strengthening online safety uh, safeguarding our children from danger online. What's happening as a development there with the Menzies Research Centre report? Yeah, this is really good um, information because, as you know, we, we've been lobbying the, um, the communications minister, Minister Paul Fletcher, for, for many years now, and um, he, he's been very good at coming forward with leg legislation. But the Menzies Research Centre, and I know Nick Cater quite well, and... Uh, his organisation released this Strengthening Online Safety, SOS report, which really goes to show that we as parents need to be making sure and safeguarding our children from danger, especially online, because this is a real issue. And, it, and, and the report showed that the, uh, children's screen time has grown dramatically during the COVID-19 pandemic, Neil. In other words, four out of five parents have indicated that they're more concerned about their child's safety online than they are leaving the child at the playground. Now, this is fascinating research to come out because um, we need to be careful online, as you know, with porn. We spoke a few weeks ago. This is really affecting our children's uh, safety now. Greg, one concerning factor to draw attention to, I'm aware of, that tech companies are blocking parents from using mobile device security features. Uh, that's unbelievable. Yeah, I never, I was never aware of this, um, and um, not only that, the, the the tech companies now will allow a child at the age of thirteen to create their own account. 
mm. without known, without uh, <laughs> without the parents' uh, knowledge. So this is a real issue, and so we need to make sure that the big tech companies are held to account uh, because uh, the report clearly shows and calls for stronger competition legislation to come onto the tech companies. In other words, if 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 you know the businesses have protection. Uh, then why don't consumers and parents have the same protection that uh, big business does in terms of, um, you know, having um, having these sort of uh, illegal, not illegal, but having these sort of uh, apps available that will, quite frankly, are harmful to children. So this is a great report from the Mentors Research Centre. It was only launched a few days ago. I attended that, and I've, I've just got to tell you, this is a great move forward for ch- children's safety now. And another concern, I think, to watch out for, I'll get your comment here, that mm. some of the big tech companies are effectively lowering the age of consent. While we might think that adults opting into something online might be 18, uh, the tech companies are pushing for a lower limit down to the age of 13, and that defeats some yeah. of the... Uh, some of the intention to protect there too, doesn't it? Oh, absolutely. No, you know, I, I, you know, I've got to tell you that children love must for some reason they love mobile phones. As I said, I'm a grandparent. I had my granddaughter uh, here just over the weekend, and she played with my phone, and I couldn't get it off her now. I mean, <laughs> if, if that's the attraction these mobile phones have, just imagine what a ten, twelve, thirteen-year-old would do if they can open their own account, access these porn sites or gambling sites or whatever else it might be. Now, we have to keep the big tech companies at, at you know, on notice and at, at, at a stage where, Neil, I have to tell you that they are now pushing for more and for, um, for more and more engagement of youth of their mobile apps. And that's really a concern for mums and dads and parents indeed, Neil. Greg, let's give some attention to some things going on in the Northern Territory because this seems to have floated along under the radar a little bit, not a lot of attention, but they've got an abortion bill in the Northern Territory that was introduced late October. What's happened in the Northern Territory? Yeah, this has come to my attention, Neil, you know, because I've been so focused myself and family voice has been focused on other issues in other states. But uh, in particular, in Northern Territory, on the 27th of October, the government introduced a termination of pregnancy law reform legislation, Amendment Bill 2021. What, what this means is, and people are not aware of this, what this means is that if this bill is passed, if this bill is passed then, it will allow pregnancy termination between 14 and 24 weeks uh, with the agreement of one doctor only instead of two. It will allow termination from 24-week gestation uh, after two doctors have agreed. And thirdly, it will remove additional credentialing requirements for doctors who perform abortions. So now, these are all dangerous amendments, and I think we as uh, Australians, but in particular Territorians, will need to make sure that they contact their local member up there and, hey, say this is not on, too dangerous. So a message to your MP for listeners in the Northern Territory, uh, because that's happening uh, even as we speak. That's been tabled in the Northern Territory uh, legislative uh, centres. Let's just quickly touch on some of the campaigns you've got coming up, Uh, Greg. uh, Family Voice and Right to Life getting together to form a, uh, you know, you're going to be running a Sydney rally. Yeah, look, we are, Neil. I just want to, if I could just revert to the... um, 
Northern Territory issue, please, Neil. Oh, yeah. We do we do have a um, we do have a campaign on our Family Voice website where we say go there, click on here, and contact the members of Parliament in Northern Territory. Now, this campaign is only open to Northern Territory residents, unfortunately. But if you know of anybody up there, let them know. Please tell them, you know, Queenslanders, you might have relatives over there. Get onto our website and make sure your protest, your voice is heard. So, yes, um, it's only open to Northern Territory residents. Okay. So In terms of our events, Neil, I'm glad you mentioned this because Family Voice Right to Life New South Wales, we're going to have our first rally opposing the voluntary assisted dying in New South Wales. This will be held on the 18th of November. And we're expecting well over a thousand people to join in a rally. Now, Neil, I have to tell you, I've been at a number of quiet protests and what have you, but I don't think I've ever been to a rally that's going to be so um, visual and effective as this. And uh, I'm hoping I don't get arrested, Neil, because I might be here next week, then or the week after. (laughs) But I will be right up the front saying voluntary assisted dying is just a fad. In other words, FAD, it's forced assisted dying. And it's not on, so we're hoping and, and, and we're directing anybody that can join us to go onto our website and make sure that you come and join us and uh, let the Parliament in New South Wales know that VAD is not on, Neil. Well, Greg Bondar, that's happening 18th of November. That's next Thursday, uh, the VAD New South Wales Sydney Rally. And uh, you're thinking there'll be about a 1,000 pro-life supporters. So let's hope there's a wonderful surprise for you and a whole lot more people than uh, than a 1,000 turn out. Hope it gets great wide media coverage too. Uh, we have police uh, uh, approval for up to a 1,000. But if we can get two, all the better, you know. Okay. Well, let me point people to familyvoice.org.au where you can catch up on those upcoming events, but also take some action on some of these other issues that we've been talking about today. Family Voice creates opportunity for listeners to be able to participate in these campaigns. So familyvoice.org.au. Greg Bondar is Family Voice Australia State Director for New South Wales and the ACT. Greg, thanks so much for the update today on 2020. Uh, Thank you for the opportunity, Neil, and God bless. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.